안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, the clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Yeah, beautiful Sunday. Yesterday, uh, I had breakfast with three families. She's uh, Amy, uh, Langala, and her children, Richard and Preston. Uh, the Amy Langala couple have, have uh, really raised their children so well. Thank you very much. These days, I am I am very moved as the blessed second generation children join the breakfast meeting. Uh, really, this uh, Amy uh, you know family so beautiful. You see, Amy is one of the daughter. Her name is uh, Unmi Langala. This couple is Augustine uh, Maddox and Unmi Langala. This couple who were met the last time is also going to Korea this time to receive blessings. Look at this couple. What a beautiful couple. And he's a Ken Owens. You know this guy is how much famous. He's the man of true parents. Really, I really appreciate his beautiful dedication and devotion for true parents. His entire life. He's one of the really great exemplary member. And he is the Ryujo Chuchida. Yeah. This man was a very sincere man. Yesterday, I could not have much time to talk to him, so I'm so sorry. Thank you for coming to my breakfast meeting. And then I attended offering ceremony of a spring festive at the Belvedere and gave a welcoming remarks. I heard that yesterday's event was very, very successful. Thank you to all the leaders and staff uh, who prepare for this youth spring festive. Then we had the 12 disciples ceremony at East Garden. I gave a special message regarding how to become the disciple of Jesus and true parents. Yesterday, appointment ceremony for the 12 disciples of Jesus and true parents was a truly, truly historic event. I hope you can watch through the record video. It was truly a time when the Holy Spirit descended from the spiritual world and was with us from beginning to end. In a word, it was a melting part of love and blessing. I felt the heart of the true father personally coming down and walking. I internally, I was crying when I have uh, this kind of a beautiful ceremony. Then on behalf of true parents, I appointed them as a disciple of Jesus and true parents. These uh, 12 disciples all took on, you know, pledge and promising to spread the divine principle to all people. Uh, they are 12 disciples who completed 12 hour DP reading and 40 day, 43 day condition. And also many of them will go to Korea this time. Now, uh, this uh, Jesus Disciple Appointment Ceremony movement will expand from 12 to 36, then 72, 124, 430, 777, 1800, and 3000. And this will happen actively in each of the 13 model churches and each sub region. 
After lunch, Reverend Jackson gave a presentation regarding Chonwon-gung Providence. And uh, can you imagine that? 23,000 donations was collected from the 12 disciples. It was really, really amazing. What I realized that when ACLC pastor know the true value of what kind of the person true parents are to the divine principle, they are bound to voluntarily support from the heart, both internally and externally. As expected, the word of the principle changes people, not by event, not just only conference, okay? How to change their mind and accept true parents through learning directly divine principle. They study divine principle page by page. They also, they heard about the true parents' life course. That's why I'm telling you, anyone clearly understand the identity of the true parent, they have life-changing experience. Without this, how can we collect 23,000 donations, you know? They know the value of true parents from now on. It is so much powerful. I really appreciate our John Jackson. Hey, oh, yeah, he is really got a fire. It is a historical event that many ACLC pastors have voluntarily donated money for the providence of Chon Wong after receiving much love and gift from true parents. A lot of donations are already being collected across the country. I sincerely thank our Reverend John Jackson again for his great effort for this work and for this event. New Jersey leaders and members, they gave a lot of donation and uh, every day, uh, you know, uh, also the, uh, uh, not just only New Jersey, but entire of the nation of America. I really appreciate all of you. And Guru Foto, thank you to all the staff who worked so hard for this event, especially Reverend Aotakino. This guy is kind of the bulldozer. And Dr. Aguilan, the staff of the Japanese Wives of Family, the Heavenly USA team, and the staff who cooked uh, delicious meals. Thank you, everybody. Today, I'd like to talk about God's model, ideal family and nation, and the peace kingdom from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's start it. God's model, ideal family and nation, and the peace kingdom. Reverend Moon, who received the seal of heaven, has come as the true parent of humanity and the king of peace. He will be true to his promise to God. He will bring to fruition the era of the kingdom of the peaceful, ideal world on this earth without fail. Therefore, please bear in mind that all of you gathered here today are the central figures in establishing the kingdom of the peaceful, ideal world on this earth in attendance to the king and queen of peace, the true parents. Under the banner of the able type UN, let us sweep away the absurdities and the evil of this world through true love power. Let us become the proud peace kingdom police and peace kingdom core of the Universal Peace Federation and protect the blessed families of the world. Let us fulfill our roles as the sentinels watching over this blessed land that is our planet. I pray 
that the blessings and grace of God may be with all of you leaders representing different areas of responsibility whose presence has elevated this historic occasion. I ask that you you to devote your best efforts as true parents have toward the development and success of the Universal Peace Federation and toward creating God's ideal family, ideal nation, and the peace kingdom. Please become true princes and princesses who can attend and live together with God, the eternal peace king, as a true parent of humanity. Let us each live up to the standard of a true filial child, a patriot, a saint, and a member of the family of divine sons and daughters of God in order to create the peace kingdom for all eternity. May God's blessings be with you, your families, and your nations. Thank you. Yes. Let's summarize this asana, what, you know, through mother you're talking about. Desperate words that true parents ask us to bear in mind. Bear in mind. What does it mean, bear in mind? Kind of a true father's last will. Become the central fears in establishing the kingdom of the peaceful ideal one on this earth in attendance to the king and queen of peace, the true parents. Under the banner of the able type UN, become the central fears who sweep away the absurdities and the evil of this world. Become the proud peace kingdom police and peace kingdom cause of universal peace federation and protect the blessed families of the world, the land of the blessing and others. Devote your best effort as true parents have toward creating God's ideal family, ideal nation, and the peace kingdom. Become true princes, uh, prince and princesses who can attend and live together with God, the eternal peace king, as a true parents of humanity. Uh, live up to the standard of a true filial child and patriot and saint and a member of the family of the divine sons and daughters of God in order to create the peace kingdom for all eternity. Let's really remind again what Father is talking about. You know, he's like almost like a last wish, a desperate word that true parents ask us to bear in mind. And living divine principle, a human history is the history of the providence of restoration one, the history of development of cultural spheres. Let's study EDP. Human history is the history of the providence of restoration. Human history can be seen as the history of the providence through which God has been trying to save fallen people and work through them to restore the original good world. Let us examine in various ways the idea that human history is the history of the providence of restoration. First, let us examine the history of the development of cultural spheres. Through religion, fallen people mired in ignorance have sought to meet God by ceaselessly striving toward the good. Even though 
the individuals, peoples, and nations which championed a certain religion may have perished. Religion itself has survived. Religion has endured through history. In its history, China has experienced many cycles of the rise and fall of dynasties and numerous transfers of political power. Yet, the religions of the Far East, Confucianism, Buddhism, and Taoism have continued to thrive. In India, the religion of Hinduism, in the Middle East, Islam, and in the history of Western Europe, Christianity, have continued to flourish. Many religions have left their mark on history. Among them, the religions with the greatest influence formed cultural spheres. The major cultural spheres which have existed at various times in world history, numbered between 21 and 26. With the flow of history, lesser cultural spheres were absorbed by or merged into the more advanced spheres. Through the evolution of cultural spheres, as they were buffeted by the rise and fall of nations, four great cultural spheres have survived to the present day. The East Asian sphere, the Hindu sphere, the Islamic sphere, and the Christian sphere. The current trend has these four spheres forming one global cultural sphere based on the Christian ethos. This demonstrates that the essence of human history has been restoration of one united world. Yes, let us study uh, Father's work. Lower religions are absorbed by the more higher religions. If strong and weak powers fight in a war, the weak power is forced to withdraw. Naturally, the weak must make way for the strong. As a result, the weak becomes the fertilizer of the strong. In other words, as an element of life, it is absorbed by the strong. Do you understand? That is the development process of all nations without exception. The history of cultural progress or the history of religious progress has been made through that process as well. In other words, lower religions are absorbed by the more higher religions. They contend for superiority over each other until one is defeated and absorbed by the other party. Yeah. When we look at the progress of a culture and religion, lower religions have been observed by the more higher religions, right? Then what, make, what makes it a, a higher religion and what makes other religions a lower level? This is a very important point, how to, how to distinguish, okay? That is determined by their understanding of what kind of the being God is. And their degree of the understanding on God's will and heart. The reason Christianity was able to become the central religion of the world was because compared to other religions, they believe in God as the only God and establish God and human beings' relationship as a parent and child relationship. This is the point. 
Then what kind of the religion must be the religion of the highest level that must finally emerge? It must be a religion that reveals God's will, reveals God's circumstances, reveals God's heart, present solutions to all the fundamental problems of the life and the universe, and show the vision of God's idol of creation in detail. This will be highest religion. And who is the highest person? Who is talking about God's heart, God's sorrow? Who is talking about how to liberate God? Then 31, fill your heart. That's why our movement is really highest level. How about your individual level? How about your family level? You are talking about God's heart. You are talking about God's sorrow. You are talking about the liberation of God's heart. If you are filial son and daughter, definitely you're talking about God's sorrowful heart, his inner situation, his struggling. It must be a religion of a heart that internally knows God's heart and liberate and freeze his bitter sorrow. Therefore, the culture of the unity centered on the culture of heart must embrace all races, overcome the barriers of the nation and people, overcome all ideologies and present and detailed vision of the kingdom of heaven owners and the kingdom of heaven in heaven. That's why those who try to understand God's sorrowful heart, his wishes, his will, how can embrace any cultures, any racism, okay, any boundaries? Only one way, you know, to embrace all different religions, different ways, different boundaries, you know, different nations. Only one way, you truly understand God's heart. You truly understand God is the parent of all mankind. We are children of God. If you truly understand this point, you can embrace any kind of barrier, any kind of racism. It is very important to understand God's heart. And then next. The cultural spheres of the world have originated in religion. When we look at the cultural spheres of the world, they have originated in religion. The democratic world of today was formed by the cultural sphere of Christianity. And the cultural sphere of the Far East was formed by Confucianism. The cultural sphere of India was formed by Hinduism. And the cultural sphere of the Middle East was formed by Islam. The ancient Alexandrian civilization or Babylonian civilization developed centered on religion as well. As you can see, religious thought has survived and largely divided the world into four cultural spheres. Yes, when we look at the cultural spheres of the world, they have originated in religion. The democratic world of the today was formed by cultural sphere of Christianity, and the cultural sphere of the Far East was formed by Confucianism, the cultural sphere of India was formed by Hinduism, 
and the cultural sphere of the Middle East was formed by Islam. All civilizations developed centered on religion, and the world today is largely divided into four cultural spheres. Therefore, these four cultural spheres must become one with the sphere of the culture of heart, which is the sphere of the culture of the unity in accordance with the true parents who come as the Messiah. In the end, religions that are distant from God's heart and will, will be observed by or disappear from other influential religions. Very important point. You know, what is the last religion and last culture? Centering on culture of heart. Centering on culture of the filial heart. This is a very important point. So how much lucky we are. We met through parents. We learn this kind of the thought and principle. Today's youth ministry, uh, how do we fulfill the will? Let's start. How do we fulfill the will? As we practice a life of faith, how do we fulfill the will in our lives? How can we establish values? That standard is the family pledge. The family pledge is the words and will that True Father gave us directly. As mentioned in the family pledge, the heart of filial piety centered on the relationship with God and true parents is eternal. It is the mission of the tribal Messiah to gather together among those who are filial on earth and live as a tribe. When that happens, we become part of true parents tribe. People who receive the blessing on this earth from true parents becomes true parents' direct descendants. Blessed families who receive the blessing from true parents while they are on this earth are true parents' direct lineage. Yes. As we practice our life of faith, how do we fulfill the will in our lives? And how can we establish clear values? True parents' speeches alone Exceed, uh, exceed 620 volumes. How can we summarize and organize such massive content and fulfill our will? That standard is the family pledge. The family pledge, the eternal covenant with God. His constitution with the true parent directly bestowed to us. The family pledge is the core and microcosm of all God's work that true parents spend their entire life to bestow to us. So we have to complete our heavenly tribal messiah mission, which was given to us as true parents' last will, and then create a tribe centered on true parents. Our shojong centered on relationship with God and true parents is eternal. Bless a family who receive the blessing from true parents while they are on this earth are all true parents of direct lineage. My brothers and sisters, how do we fulfill the will? You need to really remind and again and again each number of the family place. Everything is there. You know, you need to really meditate a lot, centering on each family place number. 
And then finally, what's the come what, what's the what's the outcome after that? We need to strongly feel, we need to fulfill our portion of responsibility. That is our heavenly tribal messiah mission. Next content. Second generation, our true parents' direct lineage. Those who lived in the same era and were resurrected through true parents are the direct descendants of true parents. This is the same as a second generation born from first generation being the direct descendants of true parents. Our second generation are not sons and daughters of their own parents. That is why it is said that when second generation are matched by true parents, there is no need for them to ask their physical parents. As true father called second generation and matched them, he has rebuked parents who also came saying, are second generation your own children? Second generation are true parents' direct lineage. First generation couples who received the blessing while true father was alive are also true parents' direct lineage. Most of us have joined the church after directly seeing true parents. However, as generations gradually pass, those who join the church without having seen true parents' faces will not be able to feel true parents directly. Yeah, I already many times mentioned what's the, what's the difference between first generation and second generation. First generation originally, okay, their background came from Satan's blood lineage. However, our second generation different. Our second generation originally come from God's direct blood lineage. This is different. Okay? So, directly from God's blood lineage, you know, the, the, our second generation carry on God's direct blood lineage, which is royal family blood lineage. It is really incredible. Those who lived in the same era and were resurrected through true parents are the eternal direct descendants of true parents. This is because we receive the blessing and change from the false love and false life and false lineage to true love, true life, and true lineage by engrafting onto true parents. Our second generation are not the sons and daughters of their own parents, father said. That's why it is said that when second generation are matched by true parents, there is no need to, for them to ask their physical parents, that's why father without asking their physical parents and then directly intervene them, matching and blessing. Because father thought that they belong to me, okay? They belong to God directly because blood lineage is like that. It is really incredible. Second generation are true parents of direct lineage. First generation couple who received the blessing while true father was alive are also true parents of direct lineage, of course. Most of us have joined the church after directly seeing true parents. Here, important point I'd like to mention, my brothers and sisters. However, as a generation gradually passed, right? Those who joined the church without having seen true parents' face will not be able to feel true parents directly. 
True Father already gone. Someday True Mother is gone, right? Then how can we let our descendants who will come in the future know about True Parents? This is the issue, my brothers and sisters. First and second generation who receive the blessing from True Parents must show them by taking all the content of love and heart inherited from True Parents while living and directly seeing and attending them and putting them into practice in our lives. Even though our descendant, they cannot see directly through father, cannot give and take with the true mother directly, then what's the best way? How do we really carry on God's tradition, true parents' tradition, the tradition of the unification church, okay? And descendant to descendant, what's the best way? This is the point, my brothers and sisters. Most important thing is, through our lives, we have to show our descendants who will never see true parents, what kind of the being the uh, intangible God uh, is and what kind of the people true parents were. We need to show them the lives of God and true parents living and working in our lives and families. And then our descendants, our future generations say that I, I could not, even though I could not see true father, true mother, but when I see you, when I see my father and mother, maybe our true parents are something like that. Wow, how much powerful. Okay. Oh, when I see our now Kimison family, maybe you know true father was like that, true mother is like that, true parents' family is like that. Oh, seeing Dr. Young and then you know Mrs. Young, seeing our central figure, maybe you know, must be true parents like that. Of course, we are not yet become that kind of standard. This is the point. Even though they cannot, you know, you, even though they cannot see God, but they can see God through their own father and mother. They can see, you know, through the parents' lifestyle, through our blessed family. Then we really have to become substantial and true father and true mother. We need to show God, even though true father, true mother, not here. We need to show God. We need to show the, the life of true parents. Then this tradition of the unification movement can carry on forever. This is the point, my brother. See, even though Jesus left, but he left his will. He left his quality of true love. How he forgive his enemy? How he love Israel people? How he love all mankind? His legacy of the true love. Forgive his enemy. His quality of love. Anyone love Jesus, they can inherit that kind of quality of true love. That's why our as a blessed family, we actually no need to worry. As long as we inherit the parent tradition, we are really living such kind of the lifestyle and become the exemplary life. Everybody will follow unification movement. Then our unification church tradition will go on for eternity. 
Just as Jesus' disciples showed Jesus' life after die, and it has been passed down to this day. Now throughout our lives, we have to show the existence of God and what kind of the people true parents are in a way that no one can deny. We need to show God is living through our daily life. In that sense, the best example of the showing God and true parents in the family is none other than our first generation who knew God's will early, or early on and has been following it. That's why our children and descendants must be able to testify that they see God and true parents when they look at us. Just as Jesus said, anyone who has seen me, just seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? The time has come when we have to show God and true parents through our own lives. No? Anyone who has seen me has seen true parents. How can we give that kind of exemplary life to our descendants? This is our homework, my brothers and sisters, right? Next slide. The bond with true parents is the miracle of miracles. But since true parents will live eternally in the spirit world, they will always spiritually appear to their descendants and guide them. They will appear like sunlight. When we think from this perspective, how easy is it since you all face true parents directly and joined? People who are connected with the will while true parents are alive are a very special tribe. You are still unable to feel this as real. You will know when you pass on to the next world. We still do not yet understand what kind of value there is in having a bond with true parents during their lifetime. True Father said that in the eyes of the spirit world, for us to be directly bonded to true parents is the miracle of miracles. But we do not know the value of that. Only true parents know that value and think of us preciously. You know. My brother sister, someone asked me, hey, Dr. Young, true father already left. And he promised to us, once he passed away, and he will come down every corner of the earth and helping us. But it seems we could not see that kind of phenomena here. What happened to true father? What happened to our movement? Someone asked me. And then I think about it. Of course, I pray about it. I told him, hey, if a true father appear here and there from the spiritual world, then how can stabilize our true mother's leadership? True father wanted to do. But most important thing is the earthly world. Most important thing is the true mother's leadership. Everybody, no matter what, need to unite with the mother. And then some, uh, some of the African members say, oh, true father appear in Africa, Kenya, or somewhere. Oh, true father appear in Albania, somewhere in Asia. You think that? Then how, how true mother's leadership can be st stabilized? 
father is patient now, but I am telling you, I don't know how long our true mother can live on the earth. Both of them someday left earth. I am telling you, incredible spiritual phenomena. I'm talking about good spiritual phenomena appear directly from spiritual world. Of course, true parents will live eternally, even after going to the spiritual world, so they will always spiritually appear to their descendants and guide them. They will appear like a sunlight. In the sense, how blessed are we since we've, we have come relating with the true parents directly. It is unmistake, unmistakable uh, that we are the most blessed uh, people in God's eternal history. Those who are you know, bounded with the will while true parents are alive are very special tribe. You will still not able to feel this as real. You will know when you go to the other uh, world and see. Now it's the era of the Chanilgu, my brothers and sisters. The era of the Chanilgu is an age when we tell others to follow while showing them. We still do not yet understand what kind of the value there is in having a, bo uh, ha having a bond with the true parents during their lifetime. The father said that in the eyes of the spiritual world, for us to be directly bonded, the true parents is the miracle of the miracles. That's why, my brother senses, let's unite centering on our true mother. True mother, we, she's our self-substantial central figure. Now, true mother is preparing to offer channel room. Let's put our whole heart and mind, support true mother, unite the true mother, okay? And then substantially realize God's substantial channel on the earth. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you very much, Dr. Young, for another incredible morning devotion. As every day, you're always teaching us how to truly unite with two parents. And yeah, so thank you so much for, especially today, helping us understand that we must unite with your mother, uh, really, absolutely, so that we can move the providence forward. Uh, because yeah, she's strong spiritually, but the physical body sometimes is tired. So let us please support our true mother and continue this providence as first and second generation.